We're continuing in Psalm 51. We'll be reading verses 1 through 8 and focusing briefly on verse 8. Hear the living word of God. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. The Lord, thank you that we have your word and that you constantly teach us and change us through your word. And Lord, we ask that by your spirit now we would listen well and we would rejoice in this part of your word as we prepare to partake of this communion table with you. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Last week in verse 7, David prayed. He asked, Lord, purge me. Wash me. And he believed that he would be cleansed. In fact, he believed he would be made whiter than snow in standing before the Lord. He said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And now he continues in prayer and he he prays, make me, Lord, make me hear joy and gladness. And this phrase, joy and gladness, uh, goes together in several places in Scripture. And essentially it's meaning, it's like asking for a double joy. Uh, abundant joy, joy and gladness. He's praying that the Lord would open his ears to hear and to understand the, the joy that is possible, that he hasn't since this sin, possibly, to experience joy and gladness again. In fact, in verse 12, he says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. He wants restoration in joy. And he knows it's possible by the grace of God. And he longed to have joy and gladness again, and, and more so, even, He wanted more joy than before. Now that he has confessed and he has repented, some versions, in fact, translate this, fill me with joy and gladness. Fill me up. This is like the Lord's word in Matthew 5 on the Sermon on the Mount. And the Lord said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are broken, essentially. They know they are broken because of their sin, and they're acknowledging it before the Lord. They know they can be comforted as they come to him. In verse 17 of this psalm also, it says, the sacrifices of God, in other words, the sacrifices that please God, are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, these, O God, you will not despise. Now those who grieve over their sin and who mourn over their sin, as David is showing us how to do here, can pray to the Lord of comfort to be comforted because he is a merciful and gracious God. And the pardon of God that brings great comfort, he will bestow by his grace. And this comfort comes after being cleansed, after this process of confession, repentance, and cleansing. Now the result of this filling, this joy and gladness, is that he said, the bones that you have broken may rejoice. It's an interesting way of expressing uh, what he's going through. That the bones you have broken may rejoice. He didn't literally, at this time anyway, have broken bones. And and the word for broken here is more like crushed 
That's the, what that word means. Crushed bones. In other words, he was really broken. He was broken inside. And broken bones, many of you know, broken bones can be terrible. And they can be painful. And at that time, uh, they could possibly be life-threatening. And I was curious, I just wanted to ask quickly, how many here have ever had a broken bone? Okay, wow, that's quite a few. And, uh, well, we have one recently, very recently. And, uh, you know, broken bones can be debilitating. And they can at least slow you down, uh, unless you're like Stephen, who recovers quickly, and it didn't slow him down much. Uh, But it did hurt, right? A little bit, okay. It hurt a little bit. So, but here, David is talking about a pain, and the only way he could really try to convey it was being crushed, having his bones crushed. He was so broken, uh, and he was having inner pain. But it was like the physical pain of broken bones by the sins that he committed against the Lord. He knew he was responsible, and which hurt also the people of God. And sometimes the Lord disciplines us uh, in our sin, in order to bring us to repentance, in order to bring us to a restored joy like this, a double joy. And sometimes that might seem more than we can bear. But he desires for us to be sanctified and to be restored. It's his delight to restore us and to be healed. He wants us to be healed, to become more like him, to become more holy. And then to rejoice in great joy, in growing joy, like when broken bones are fully healed. He wants us to be filled with joy and gladness, to rejoice when sin has been confessed and sin has been forgiven. And we know that, and we understand his grace, again, more fully. So when your heart and your relationship with the Lord has been healed, you can greatly praise him. David trusted that the God of grace could repair his brokenness and also rekindle his joy. Psalm 147.3 says, He, that is the Lord, heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord is the one who does that when we are broken, when we are broken with sorrow. Jesus was sent to heal the brokenhearted, it says in Isaiah 61. And in Psalm 34, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. So may we come, brothers and sisters, to this communion now uh, with the Lord, with a humble and contrite heart, the right kind of brokenness. May the Lord make you, uh, make all of us this morning, as we are reminded of his shed blood, in his broken body here. May he make us hear and understand, like David was praying, in a deeper way, joy and gladness, double joy and gladness, and find healing by his grace to us at the cross, where our Lord Jesus was wounded and was broken for us. Let's pray. O Lord, we praise you for healing our brokenness, for bearing our sin on the cross, and for forgiving us and restoring us to you. Oh, Lord, forgive us for our ingratitude for this gracious work of salvation and for your work of sanctification, your ongoing work in our lives. In your grace, Lord, may we know more the depth of joy and gladness of those who have been redeemed and forgiven and rejoice in that. And through the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is possible. And we ask this in his precious name. Amen.